Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this is the place where we talk about those things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether that's corporate or otherwise. In my nearly 30 years of experience, half of that in HR, I have seen and heard a number of triumphs as well as a number of failures. And I've experienced them myself, which is what led me here. A place where you can come to know that you are not crazy. There's actually a way to change your perspective so that you can change your circumstances. Welcome to the village. Today on The Rutledge Perspective, we're talking about boundaries. The boundaries you set in your work life and the boundaries you set in your personal life. And some of those boundaries are for physical stuff, your house, your car, your person, And some of those are for protecting that inner rhetoric, that inner story that you're telling yourself. We're going to talk about all of that today. Now, in Texas, we have this saying, good fences make good neighbors. Now, I really like a good fence, and we do fences in Texas. And I remember when I first started traveling, I would see all these houses with these great yards and not a fence in sight. And the thing that struck me was, well, how do they know what's theirs and what's somebody else's? How do you keep the dog in? How do you have a family barbecue where the whole neighborhood doesn't come over? It was a different perspective for me. And then when I started living in these places, it was foreign to the people that I met that they would actually have a backyard fence. And in fact, I went to an open house and the realtor there was from LA. And as we talked about the house and how much land there was and why there wasn't a gate across the driveway, he said, you know, When I moved here, it was really strange that we had all these fences in Texas. Well, think about a fence as a boundary. The boundary that says, beyond this, you have to have my permission to come in, or you have to have a reason to have access, theoretically. That's why you put them there. So you know where your stuff ends and where someone else's begins, and what becomes private and what becomes public. Well, when you think about those boundaries, Those are the same boundaries that you put in place as you are navigating through your career. Now, some of those boundaries are good boundaries. Some of those boundaries are bad boundaries. So let's talk about the good ones first. A good boundary is one that ensures your physical protection. So you may have boundaries that are set by the organization around safety, around personal protective equipment, around working hours, around the security of doors or how you enter the actual physical place. You may also have boundaries at work that say, you know, my working hours are from this time to this time and I may work a little bit longer, but I'm going to make sure that I still have time to do the things I need to do in my personal life. Or here's where my job responsibilities are and I'm willing to flex those responsibilities, but I'm not going to have my boundaries pushed so far that I end up doing my job and everyone else's. So those are good boundaries. They protect your resources, your energy, your time, your money. That's a good boundary. Now those good boundaries, if taken to an extreme, can become bad boundaries. So let's take that same example of at work, you wanna make sure that you're protecting your work time and protecting your personal time. If your boundary is, that's great, I'm glad we have all those things after work, but I absolutely do not do anything work-related after working hours. That's a choice. And that may be the right choice for you. However, 
that particular boundary may actually lead to a position where you are completely separate from your other colleagues. It's seclusion, right? It's different. It is taking you away from the things that begin to build those relationships and build those connections in a corporate sense, little c. That kind of boundary may in fact be causing circumstances that you actually don't want to cause. And perhaps that boundary is not so much giving up and saying, okay, well, they're paying me, so anytime they need me, then I have to be there. But rather it's, well, I am really concerned about not making my kids games or not being able to spend time with my friends or my family or not being able to attend the symphony or the opera or just go for a run. And so depending on when the work thing is that's after hours and what other commitment I have, I may or may not choose to go or my boundary is if there's something for which I've already had plans that involves my family, my kids, my health, that will take precedent. And I will either not attend the after hours work thing, or I will only attend for a certain period of time. So that enables you to still keep a boundary. You're still paying attention to what's important to you and protecting your time and protecting your interests. But you're also enabling yourself to be a part of this corporate experience, to be a part of this collegial environment where people learn to know you. They learn to engage with you and they learn to connect with you through these things that are not so much daily grind, daily work. Now, I read not too long ago, and to give you an example, who missed a great deal of time with his kids. Um, he missed recitals. He missed all of this time. And his kids were older now. And he had a great relationship with them. But he started reflecting on the fact that how much better could it have been had he spent more time? How much closer would they have been? And in reading this article, he had determined that one of the things that was a requirement if you were going to work for him on his staff was that you would not miss a family event with your kids. No matter what else was going on, it could wait. You would make the recital. You would make the planned party. You would not miss a birthday. You would not miss a wedding. You would not miss these things because that time you cannot get back. And while the work was important, the work can be done in other manners. And you really need to be there for your kids because you can't get that time back. It's the same thing for you. So when you have someone starting to encroach upon those boundaries for you, make sure you understand why did I set the boundary? What is the encroachment? And is it really something that is going to be so important for me that long term it is going to be negatively impacting me? And if so, then I have to make a choice that that is more important than anything else that's going on. Now, those are your physical boundaries. Those are your kind of time and energy resource boundaries. But the third boundary I want to talk about is really the boundary that's much more difficult to manage, much more difficult to protect. And that's your internal dialogue boundary. And that's more difficult to protect because sometimes someone can invade that internal dialogue through microaggression over time. It's like the boiled frog syndrome. You don't even really know it's a problem until you're almost cooked, right? So you want to make sure you're starting to pay attention to that internal bombardment of negativity to that dialogue that you have with yourself. Now, much of this can happen at the workplace. It's almost like playground bullying. And there are people in your workplace who will be blatant, right? They will say things, they will do things that are really blatantly attacks on you. It tends to be few and far between, but it does happen. The more critical and the more dangerous is the microaggression. Those more subtle ways that you are quote unquote attacked by people with whom you work. 
not being invited to a meeting or being told a different time or a meeting or having someone say, oh, you know, we were going to put you on this project, but it didn't really seem to make sense. Maybe next time. And then you find out someone else who may not have the same experience or had a different kind of job was actually invited to the party and you were not. That's the kind of activity that gets deep seated into what you tell yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not a part of the team. I obviously cannot do this job. It is really important that you protect that internal dialogue. Now, one of the things I remembered from a very long time ago was one way to set your day and to begin to protect that internal dialogue is to understand what you are putting into your mind first thing in the morning. Now, many of us get up, we turn on the news and we start about our day which is great. And for me, I did that because I wanted to know what the traffic was going to be because I had a long commute. The challenge with that is not only do I understand traffic and get that information, and sometimes that can start to jack you up, especially if you live in Houston, Texas, but it also got you the information around the latest murder, the latest fire, the latest person that was displaced, all of this other stuff that was negative that gets in your mind the very first thing in the morning. That's why you see so many people moving towards setting their intentions during a very quiet period. The first thing in the day, having gratitude journals. What do I do the very first thing when I wake up before I let anything else bombard my senses? As you go through your day and you start thinking about your boundaries, be sure that you are setting up that internal boundary that is really strong. It's very protective. It can lend information in that helps you, that moves you forward. And some of that is constructive and you need to know that too. But it needs to be strong enough that that information that comes through that will be detrimental to you, that will keep you from serving, that will keep you from performing, that will make you begin to doubt you, that that information does not get in through the membrane, right? It's one of those permeable or impermeable membranes. Those don't get through. But the things that do get through are the things that push you forward, that make you do the things you want to be able to do, that give you support and that move you towards being the servant that you want to be through the purpose that you want to be and deliver in a way and connect in a way that is your design. So at the end of the day, you want to think about having good fences because that means you have good neighbors. Protect your stuff, protect your person protect your mind. And that's the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for watching. You've been watching the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we have given you a different perspective or if you've learned something new that you hadn't thought about before, please subscribe to the Rutledge Perspective podcast where you get your favorite podcasts and give us a like on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. We really appreciate it. And your feedback is important as well as we use that to inform our next episodes. You can also head over to my website, laurelrutledge.com and download a freebie called Where's My Mojo that can really help you get out of your rut or maybe talk you back off that ledge of frustration. You can also find previous episodes of The Rutledge Perspective on laurelrutledge.com. I really appreciate your tuning in. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time.